Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. What a terrific start to round one of 2023. The Eels up against the Storm was a very tight contest. It was expected. And there's a lot to talk about in this video, guys. I want to focus on a few things, and that's the, the matchups and how that can affect the scoring. It is the minutes that were played in this game was so, so high, so we'll ex explain that a bit as well. Obviously, all the different scoring involved in there as well, and some of the guys have scored really well, and I hear a lot of people talking about looping already, and just my thoughts around that, and when you probably should. You know, in round one, there's a thing you can do, obviously trading a certain player that is a cheapie in your team, to try and get like a Dragons guy in this case, whether it be Sloan or Ben Mur Murdoch Masilla, to trade them in to then, you know, get that good score from a player. And we may as well start with that. And that's the Bryce Cartwright situation. So congrats to everyone that picked him up. I went for Dury instead. This was a perfect storm for, you know, no pun intended, for, for this game. And we'll start with that, the minutes to kick it off. So the minutes for everyone was so high. You had Hopgood play the entire game, for one. You had Josh King play 81 minutes. You know, three minutes off was crazy. Harry Grant played the full game as well. Junior Polo there had the 68 minutes, which was crazy. You had Cartwright play the full game as well, which wasn't expected. And I mean, Welchie about the 58 was pretty normal. Asafa Solomona, same thing. And then you had Regan with 60 minutes. You know, for, for Junior, for Regan, their minutes are, are usually fairly high, that 55 to 60 type of range. But to see them, you know, have, exceed that, was pretty crazy as well. And then you look at guys like Lioro and also Katoa. Both had really, really, you know, big games, the, the full games there. And, you know, some other, some other big movers in, in Matt Dury, for example, with the 70-odd as well. The craziness here was uh, Makatoa, unfortunately. Thankfully, he didn't get on at all. But unfortunately, he had zero minutes. So for those that picked him up, that was an absolute out-of-this-world decision, I think. With the amount of minutes are in this game obviously it went to extra time but the amount of minutes are in there that really caused some issues for 
Eels, I think. Yeah, they didn't use him at all. They used a lot of these guys like Greg for 16 minutes. They had Momosia come on when uh, Dury went off and he ended up playing the rest of the game. Dury had to come on because they had a few injuries and stuff. But just not using Makatawa through the middle when it was such a middles game. Like, we're going to talk about the scoring in a sec. It's all through the middle. And that's something to think about, guys. It's just that scoring uh, with the players. You look at the Storm guys, for example. You know, apart from Hopgood with the tackles, it was all massive numbers for the Storm guys. You had King with 55, Grant with 59. And then you have guys like Katoa getting 42 and Liero getting 38. So edges and middles was crazy. You know, guys like uh, Welchi and Asofa Solomona with their normal sort of numbers, 37 for Welch, 30 for Asofa, was uh, was really high. Eel side of the ball was only Hodgson that had the big numbers in tackles with 42. Campbell Gillard with 33. But it shows, guys, that these type of low-scoring games are going to be really conducive to the middles and the hookers. So that is why you see, you know, you'll, you'll see games there where Grant gets 60 tackles. They're few and far between, though. You know, he does do it every four to five weeks. If you look at his, you know, footy stats, they'll come there. Uh, and the lower run meters. We may as well start with him. Let's go, guys. 76 points. I was really happy with how he was looking. You know, getting plenty of tackles, completely fine. He's priced at 60, guys. So I was really happy with where he was at, at full-time. Well, full-time. At that 58 to 60 type of mark there, pre-updates. Uh, I think that would you know, would have been solid in a, a low-scoring game. No no real chances for him to get out and do anything special. And, of course, he gets to overtime, extra time there, and he comes out and does something special. So a big congratulations to everyone who started with Grant. Unfortunately, he didn't make my side. He did make the Supercoach side, so that's something. But Grant there... The 76. You take that. He's going to have the 80s and 90s games, guys. And he will have the 40s and 50s games where he doesn't happen to do anything in attack. And it's a, a higher scoring affair. Whether it's scoring on the edges, for example. Munster's doing his thing. Hughes is doing his thing on the, on the right. He'll have those up and down type of games. But absolutely great start for Grant. And, you know, this is clearly a type of game where the more players you had in the game, the better, really. You know, if you picked, for, if you picked Cartwright instead of Dury, or you pick both of them, it's still fine. Like Dury's still going to make plenty of money, so we'll think about that as well. Hop God, how good is he? Let's start up there now. 83 points for him, the 57 tackles. They're not showing the offload stats for some reason, but he had five offloads there, which was awesome. All to hand, you know, 20 points there. So 57 tackles for seven misses. You take that every day of the week. You know, not even having many tackle breaks or attacking stats is incredible. And I had him as my, my VC. Probably should have had him as the captain there, which uh, yeah, hopefully Cleary can come out and beat that, but or get or get close to it even because 83 is absolutely spectacular. So Hopgod, surprisingly only owned by 37%. What that does show is most likely the rest of the pack, 63% are the more casual fan, which don't know or haven't done a lot of study. And Hopgood, you know, came out and uh, absolutely brained it. So he was he was incredible at 83. So what well on Tim? He was obviously a must-have coming into the season. Joshy King. So a few people will now look at him. Joshy King had a lot of games last year with 70 to 80 minutes and scores in the 30s or 40 mark there. And when he's priced, you know, pretty close to that 40 mark, there's really no reason as to why you would have picked him up because he wasn't going to average 50. But for him to come out, have the 55 tackles, a try assist and the 133 meters, absolutely crazy. So hats off to him. Don't panic by him. Uh, definitely panic by Hopgood if you haven't got him. But yeah, Joshy King, an awesome game for him there. Harry Grant, so 76 was crazy. We spoke about him. Yeah, a great option to have on your side. If you happen to have an injury or something at the mo uh, over this next week or two, look to get him in for sure. 
Junior Bolo there, he had a terrific game, the 68 minutes, the try coming off Josh, Hod Josh Hodgson was really, really good pass there, just, you know, a bit of a mistake by Munster, and, you know, good work for, for Junior there, but the, the 49 in base is, again, very much not what you normally see from him. Expect very much similar scores to last year, guys, some big scores like this when he scores a try, and then some 30s and 40s in some lower minute games, or just some lower output games if there's a lot of tries scored. It's obviously going to be conducive to good attacking stats for those type of players. But the guys in the middle, if it's a 30 to 20 type of game, they just miss out on so many more tackles and run meters there, guys. So just be aware of that. All right, Cartwright, this was the big decision of the game. And the question mark, well, yeah, you could have had, a, could have had Cartwright and Dury, but then you're really not sure what's going to happen with these two guys. You've got Jack Murchie on the bench. We just didn't really know. Now we know the Murchie's going to mainly play through the middle, and he did a really good job at that. So Cartwright and also Dury seem really safe, at least for the first five weeks. You'd imagine, you know, Sean Lane, he comes back around five or six, it sounds like, and he'll slot back onto that left. So whatever they do there, it sounds like Dury's the longer-term option, and I think he played really well, which we'll speak about in a sec, you know, for what we expected of him. Cartwright is always going to do his thing, but he literally had the, the perfect game without any attacking stats. He was able to get 43 in base, three tackle, three tackle breaks there, uh, an offload and some uh, a turnover tackle as well. So only the four in negatives is so low for Cartwright. And well done if you picked him up. Okay, let's talk about if you had him in the number five position. A lot of people I'm seeing are looking to move in Ben murdoch Masilla or Sloan. murdoch Masilla I think is fine because it's most likely he gets that edge spot and we think he can average 35 to 40. At that cheap price is awesome. Sloan we don't think is going to average 35 to 40. His spot is in danger, for example. So is it worth trading out a Bloor, a Preston, Talau, whatever you're going to do here, to trade in Sloan just for this one week? Yes, it's a great score of 57, but how much are you actually making on your number on your number four interchange guy or your number five that you've looped? Just say you've got Dury in there. That's a 26-point difference. Just say you've got someone else you can slot in if Blory's going to start then maybe you can get a 40 out of him. So it's a 17 point difference. Is it worth making that trade for someone like Sloan, who you're not probably not, you're probably not confident on to score really well and potentially not have a, a super amount of job security? Are you okay with having him as a red dot? I personally wouldn't do it if I'm not confident in him. If you're confident in him, you think he's gonna be fine, make that trade, awesome. If you're not confident on him, there's every chance that he could become a red dot a real cheap one of that and very hard to trade out of your side. He's not making money. Uh, so I'd rather still go. For Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact. You can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. For a guy you think is going to make more money, then make that trade. So just that's just the thing on looping, guys. 
very easy in this first game or two to be really emotional with your decisions. And I just don't think that's the right play here. But Cartwright, if you have him in your number five and you've already got Ben Murdoch and Silla, uh, or if you played Cartwright straight up, awesome work for you. Christian Wells and Asafa Solomona, both of those guys had really, really good games. Again, very conducive this game to the middle forwards. They both got over 100 meters. They both got 30 plus tackles. So Walsh there with the four offloads, uh, three offloads, I believe, sorry, was awesome. That's exactly what you're looking out of him. 58 minutes. Will that be a weekly occurrence? I'm not sure. We'll find out. But I love a few guys coming back. Whether Eisenhuth and those guys play a little bit more through the middle, we're not sure. Tarek Sims, apparently he's going to play through the middle as well. I think Dioro and also Katoa both played really well and both did a great job for their side. So what we see with Storm is they usually look to play both their edges 80 minutes. You see Kenny Bromwich, you see Felice Cafusi over the years have both done that. When Leoro's played on that left edge, he has gotten the 80 minutes. So I think Tarek Sims could be a big, useful guy through that middle, which is something that actually guys like Bronson Garlic came out and did a good job. You know, Josh King was really good. But I think another punchy type of guy off the bench that they are missing when Brandon Smith left last year, or, you know, this offseason. I think Tarek Sims could do a really good job there and then play a little bit of time on an edge if there's an injury, for example. That's the good thing with him. Uh, so Welchie, don't panic uh, to try to get him in, in, the, in the side there. He got 10 above his average, which is great. But again, not something we want to rush for. Nelson, so no attacking stats here. Just the base was awesome. So six tackle breaks and really good tackles in there. Uh, he did a great job. Again, don't rush to pick him up. He was always going to be a bit of a solid buy, probably five or so points undervalued. And that's that. Moses, if you started with him, you're actually happy with his output in the end. The 800 kick meters for 26 points. Terrific. Couple of turnover tackles, also good. Games where he's going to get more points, there's going to be more points in this game overall, and he will score better than that. So a 52 in this type of game, when, look, he played okay, but nothing spectacular. Half his points come in kick meters. That was great. Very, very happy if you own him. Uh, wouldn't be stressing too much in that type of game. Again, guys, we'll speak about you know, the, the scoring in this one, with it being a low-scoring game, if you think it is going to be a low-scoring game, prepare for the middle forwards to get crazy scores, hookers, edges, that kind of thing, and then your outside backs to probably not be involved as much. We saw Warbrick, for example, wasn't able to get as involved as we would have liked, but he did look really good, so we'll speak about him as well a little bit later. Just be aware of that when you're looking to play certain matchups. There was a part of me that was like, ooh, do I play Thompson? Oh, sorry, do I play Warbrick or do I play, play Talau, for example, who's going to come up against the Titans' uh, newer edge, depending on who plays on that left side. So the other question marks you need to ask yourself with the matchups there. Okay, Kimmel Gillard, not really relevant fantasy-wise, but he was good as well, 52 points. Will Penasini, someone that I've been super excited about this year. I think he's going to take that next step, and he looked great. This is kind of him, though. He's very consistent. You know, he'll get a 33 without a try, and then a 50 with a try. So... Yeah, that was this game, and thankfully he was able to come back and finish off that one. Nick Meany was super exciting to watch, apart from that one mistake he did where he let Tyron Wishart, who's not a winger, uh, try and catch the ball over his head. Uh, other than that, Meany, I think, looked really good. 200 run meters to try. Uh, line break assist there. Did, did a bunch of great things. So Meany, a solid pickup, but I wouldn't be looking to, to, start, uh, to pick him up from here unless you uh, already did. You know, he's owned by 2%, so well done to those that started with him. Jerome Hughes, again, I think we can just wait on him. If he can get a lot cheaper than the 678, then maybe look to pick him up through the middle, but not now. Hodgson, a lot of people were pushing for Hodgson to be in the side. Definitely didn't expect him to play the full 80 or that full 84 minutes. So 
he ended up doing really, really well. You know, for him to play big minutes, get a try assist, and still only get 45 shows his ability, guys, in terms of fantasy. Great footy player. But, you know, if he doesn't have that try assist, he gets a, a 38, which is obviously not great. You know, when you're looking for, you know, these hookers uh, to get 50-plus scores and be keepers, Hodgson's not one of those guys. He will make a bit of cash, and for those that, you know, 3% that own him, worked out pretty well. Trent Oro, you need to have him in your side. I think it's pretty clear now. 9.9% owned. That's unders. It should be about 20, I'd say. So very, very well done to all those that picked him up. Unfortunately, our people's squad did not. They decided to go for Katoa instead. Uh, and that's, yeah, it is what it is on that one. We'll speak about him in a sec. But yeah, 45 points for Trent. I think he looked really, really good. So he had, you know, 10 in negatives, which wasn't nice. He had the, the couple of missed tackles, a couple of errors uh, and a penalty. So if he can clean that up a little bit, he only had, you know, the one tackle break. So not really ideal uh, in terms of that. So there's definitely room for improvement attacking, uh, in attacking stats there. And he could be a 40-plus type of scorer on the regular basis and make us a good couple hundred K there if he can get, you know, if he can average 45 there, he's, he's all the way up into the 600s, which is awesome. So Cam Munster, what an interesting game for him with the injury, the dislocation, your compound dislocation. So came outside the skin there. He said it doesn't look very good, but it sounds like with that type of injury, if it's just a dislocation, then he should be okay for next week. Or maybe you have one week off to clean it up and you know, you're really at risk of infection when you pierce the skin like that. So yeah, he was solid you know, in his time. There was a little bit of a worry on him not playing at all. So if you picked him up and there's obviously a, a decent chunk at 13%, you're not super happy with the 44, but you're glad he came back on and, and kept playing and hopefully he's back for next week. Tottenham player played, Tottenham P up, sorry, played solid. He's a 319K, but there's guys like Grant Anderson and stuff that could come in. A um, little bit of talk that maybe Xavier Coates is going to miss a few weeks. I'll speak about him in a sec as well with the uh, joint. Yeah, I, think, I think he said SC is what the uh, inaugural physio said uh, instead of AC. So a little bit different. Um, hard to play through pain on that one, apparently. So that's that. Murchie, the 40 and 37 minutes playing through the middle. So he was really efficient there. 30 tackles for one miss was really, really good. Shows guys that you can one. And, and if you're playing through the middle there, you just go bang, 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 tackle, uh, tackling for days. So. Murchie was solid, just too expensive. Katoa, so the 39 for him, unfortunately down dates uh, in yeah, post-production post there. He had, unfortunately, negative 14. So, not ideal. Zero tackle bus for him. Zero offloads. He tried to offload once and, and lost it. So that was annoying. But for him to get 42 tackles, I think he looked really fit. Like, it was a couple of times he obviously had the cramp at the end, but it was a few times he was pretty gassed. But it was that type of game. You know, if you're making 42 tackles and 110 meters, you know, 53 in base... Tony at 39 is a bit sad, but that shows that there's room to move there. That's kind of, that, I think that 39 is going to be his base and that's already eight points of value. Anything above that's going to be gravy. So I'm not worried about Katoa. I think, still think Sims is going to play through the middle. It would be weird if he was to get named on an edge. Uh, and if he does, we can make that decision. They're, they're guys in a, a price point that you can make that change. Gutho, there's two and a half percent owned. So uh, I think he was okay. Uh, he's going to be that up and down type of scorer. But that would still get the try assist in this one. Dylan Brown, 33 for him, 3.5% owned. Yeah, he's going to be that up and down type of scorer, guys. He was a little bit like this last year. If there wasn't much going on, he did have the three errors, which was nice, you know, 12 negatives in total. Uh, he was still able to get 30s, and then he'd go out and get a 70 and score a try. So that's that with him. McDonald, Jeremy Grant, both did their job, you know, solid. Dury will speak about now. So the 31 for him, the 20 tackles, and the three misses. Oh, really early, those three misses. I didn't even see them. I was watching the game, and I was like, where? He just had like... Popped up on the screen, nine tackles, three misses. I was like, what's going on? Uh, but I actually think that he looks solid. I think he'll be able to do a job for this Parramatta side. 
when he ran the ball, he actually you know made some decent meters, a few decent post-contact meters as well. So I think he was fine. Uh, Tackling-wise, defensively, I think majority of the time he was sweet. He wasn't letting anyone go through or anything. So two tackle breaks and the one turnover tackle was all right. Remember, guys, he's priced at 17. So a 31 makes him about 30K, which is good. And we can build on that. He'll have the lower break even next week, which is awesome. Will Warbrick, so the 29 for him. He did get two turnover tackles, which was ideal. That's what we need to sneak up that score in a game where there wasn't much going on on his wing. Uh, seemed like a bunch of their chances came down the left side. They seemed to have a few overlaps over there compared to what they did on the right. But you see there the Storm sniff out those overlaps and it happened once. They looked, they saw it early and they did it three more, uh, two or three more times. So, yeah, didn't happen as much for Warbrick, but we like what we're seeing out of his effort. Yeah, every time he, ran, he runs the ball, he's getting close to 10 meters. He's a big, strong boy. Eight tackles for one miss is a big tick. And, yeah, do exactly what we want to do. This is one of those guys, one of those players, guys, where it's like, well, in the games where you look at the matchup and go, ooh, is this the right matchup for Warbrick? I thought it was going to be okay. I probably thought a little bit of a higher scoring game and he could be one, one of those guys to score one of the tries. But wasn't to be. That is that. Bronson Garlic was really good. So he came in. He's obviously a hooker in the game. but came on just through the middle and Harry playing 80. There was no chance that when Garlic was coming on with 13 minutes to go and 12 all that uh, Grant was coming off. So maybe it happens at some point, but Garlic showed that he was really good through the middle. So I wouldn't be worried about Grant there. If you've got Remus Smith there, 21. Look, he looked okay, but this is going to be how he's going to play. He'll be a 21. He'll be a 40 type of player week to week. Probably averages 30 there overall. Again, not a guy that was uh, that I was super interested in. And he had Momosia. So he did come on for Dury, guys. Played out the rest of the game. Dury had to come on with some injuries in the centers with you know, Penasini going off. Um, it looked like Wagner Blake was going to go off, but then he just played the, the 84 anyway. So um, a few issues on that on that edge with Lumi, Lumi Lumi as well. But yeah, that's that uh, video, guys. Just a real strange one with Makatoa. Just be aware of the looping and be aware of the types of games they're going to be coming up. So look at the matchups and see what types of plays you want to own. If it's uh, going to be a low-scoring game, potentially like the Sharks with the Rabbitohs, that's where I'm really keen on guys like Murray. And week to week, you know, Murray should be able to score pretty well with those tougher matchups with, uh, yeah, probably not going to be a 40, 46 to, to 10 kind of drubbing there. But that's our first Thursday night breakdown, guys. Obviously, first game, plenty to talk about. Uh, bit of a long one today, but thank you so much to everyone for sticking around, and we'll catch you in the Friday one. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. 
Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.